Hi, this is Delcina with Keeping It Fit for Life. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I look forward to us both growing together as we go through this journey of learning new habits and skills that will help improve both our fitness and our health for life. Have you ever said, I hate my scale? I know you must have. If there's any chance that you have been wanting to change any part of your body, which is usually your weight, you have probably said more than often, I hate my scale. And even if you haven't hated your scale, you've had the feeling sometimes of picking it up and throwing it through the window, right? I know the feeling. Sometimes you try so hard to do certain things and you get on that scale thinking that it's going to show a difference in what you did and bomb, bomb, nothing happens at all. It stays exactly the same. Well, as you may have heard in the past, if you've been around this earth any amount of time, that the scale doesn't give you all the information that you need. But therein lies the key. Information is just feedback. It's neither good nor bad. And that's why when we get on the scale, we associate it with good or bad. If the numbers go down, if you're trying to lose weight, you say that's good. If the numbers go up, if you're trying to gain weight, you say that's good. But if you're trying to lose weight and you say that the numbers are increased, then that's bad. And that just makes us all confused and upset and pissed off and just don't even want to be bothered with it. But you're doing yourself harm if you're not trying to at least measure what matters. I recently read a book called Measure What Matters by John Doerr. Actually, it was the audiobook. Uh, if you haven't gotten into audiobooks, I'm telling you, it's the best thing since sliced bread. One way to quickly go through some really great learning, education, or comedy, or news, just trivial information while driving to your car from point A to point B. And by the way, sometimes music is so stupid nowadays, you don't even really want to listen to it. You just do because it's a habit. But if you ever have the opportunity, try to do some audiobooks. So I was saying, the book called Measure What Matters by John Doerr. The key principle is that if there's ever something that's important to you and you want to see an improvement in it, it's really important to measure. Take, for example, your investments, right? Financial investment. You wouldn't put money away and then never, ever, 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 ever check to see how it's doing, right? You wouldn't just leave it there and not know if you have it in a proper stock or invest it properly, if you're losing money. You want to see that you're making money, right? You want to see that you're gaining money. You wouldn't ever just, you know, have your go to school and not ever take an exam. And even if you did take an exam, not care what the score was, you didn't care what the score was, then you really didn't even care about the exam. If you didn't really care about the exam, you really didn't care about passing, right? You wouldn't measure, for example, your hair. If it didn't matter, you went to get a haircut, you wouldn't care, just cut off whatever you want. Eh, bald or long, it doesn't matter, just cut it. No, but you measure the things that are important. And that's the way we need to look at the scale and several other factors when it comes to reaching to a certain level of uh, fitness or body fat percentage or BMI, body mass index. 
So I try to tell my clients that information isn't good or bad. It's basically feedback because so many times they look at it in a really, really negative way. Whenever it's time to do an assessment or to get some information down, most women don't want to look at the scale. They don't want to know the number. They don't want to know what their waist size is. They don't want to know the measurement of their hips. They just want to be left in the dark, which why? Because it's still you. So by not knowing, is that going to change anything? No. And that's the problem. When you don't know, you don't really care to do anything about it. If you had a deadly disease, would you want to not know? Now, there are some people out there who would want to not know, but mm -mm, I could not imagine that. I want to know so that I can live the best life possible with the time that I have. So when it comes to taking measurements, it's not about condemning you. It's not about punishing you. It's not about making you feel bad. You need that information so you can make strategic changes that will better benefit your goal, right? So if your goal is to lose 10 pounds, how do you know you've lost 10 pounds, right? And how do you know if you need to lose more or less than 10 pounds? You don't know. And they're not the scale that is the only way to measure, but there are other factors that you need to measure on a regular basis. I use this scale, I must admit, m probably more often than I should. But for me, it gives me a measurement as to whether I overdid it on a weekend or a vacation or getaway and by how much and how much I need to make an adjustment or a change the week following if it's important for me to maintain my level, my BMI and my body fat percentage. So it's important. So I look on there and I don't always like the numbers that I see, but I have to accept it and say, hey, this is information. All right, I got on the scale. I don't like the numbers. What am I going to do about it? And that's probably what the problem is. Most people don't want to do anything about it. They just want to keep wishing and, and just hoping and, you know, thinking that some miracle is just going to fall out of the sky and is going to change the numbers magically. But when you put the numbers out in front of you, you are better able to make a smarter, more tactical decision about what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. And that's the only reason that measurements are valuable. In and of themselves, they're just numbers. They can't do anything to you. can't come out and haunt you at night in the middle of your sleep. Although maybe they could if you've gained like 30 pounds in one month. <laughs> that could be haunting. But for the most part, it's not. The numbers are basically information that help to guide you to know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. We're going to take a short break right now and we'll come back with more specifics on exactly what other ways you can take measurements that provide information that can help you along with your goal. And we're back. So the scale is just one level of information. In reality, it gives you a very poor overall level of your complete health and fitness. As you know, the scale is going to measure your fat and your muscle, your bones, your blood, the extra water that you drank a couple of days ago, the additional salt that you had and the water that you retained and all that other stuff. And you don't need to know all of that other stuff because some of those things you can't even change. So what else can you do? Well, you can take measurements. I like measurements. Sometimes it's a little difficult to do on your own, especially your upper body. But if you can get somebody to help you with that, that'll give you a more accurate picture. But in essence, you really don't need an accurate picture. All you need 
is a consistent system of measurement so that you can see the change over time. Now, measurements are also a really great way to see progress and change because your measurements are going to kind of give you an idea of your body fat percentage. Because if you know that your inches are changing, you know something good is definitely happening. Well, unless the inches are going in the wrong direction. <laughs> but if your inches are going down, that is exceptionally good number for us women who are trying to look smaller and curvier, etc., etc. Guys, I know if you want to look better, you probably probably want those inches to go up in size. So there is a good idea of what you're doing. Now, in addition to those measurements from your tape measure, another great way is to use clothes that you had before. Jeans, not stretchy jeans, not those jeggings, not the one with, you know, 5% lycra in there. Good old school Levi brand, 100% denim jeans. You know those suckers are not going to give away for nothing. <laughs> and if you have a pair of those that were your favorite that you used to wear all the time that just made your butt look perfect and perky and made your thighs look smooth and sexy, that's what you want to use. If you don't have a pair, get the size that you would like to be in. This is good incentive too. Oh, and if you get a pair that's really expensive, you know you got to find your way to get into them somehow, some way. So that could be a really good incentive. Put those bad boys on every couple of weeks or maybe once a month and gauge how it's fitting. You know when you're able to get into those things and zip it up without actually going through a whole cardiovascular workout and see how they fit around your waist and your hips and you can go, mm, mm that looks good. You know you have done something amazing and it feels so great, doesn't it? Man, it's especially great when you haven't done it in a while and you grab those jeans out the back of your closet that you wish that you could wear that you haven't been able to wear forever and you put those bad boys on, you feel like you're on cloud nine right i know it because that's the way i feel too so using your clothes for measurement another good way to identify a good measure that you can use is your resting pulse now this measurement is really great when it comes to identifying your cardiovascular health and fitness because your pulse identifies how hard it is that your heart has to work in order to circulate blood throughout your whole system the best time to do it to be more consistent is when you first wake up out of bed and you just sit up in your bed. Don't go walking around. That's why you have to have, you know, do it as soon as you wake up. Use your, um, you're going to use your index fingers and your second finger and you're going to place it on your brachial artery. That's right on your wrist towards the thumb. And you're going to count for 60 seconds. Take that first number that will be your baseline number. Then every day or every week after you've been consistently working out, take that number again. The lower the number is, the better, the stronger your heart and your circulatory system is. And that you can tell what you have, you have, you know, accurate numbers on which to base it. And as your numbers are going down, you should also notice that your ability to stay longer on your equipment, whether it's running or the treadmill or the elliptical machine, uh, your ability to go up and down stairs quicker, your ability to run errands all day without getting exhausted, chase after your kids, walk your dog, all those things are going to improve. And you're going to 
it's going to be a slight noticeable improvement. You're not even going to realize it until one day it just happens and you see it. And that's why taking those numbers can give you a direct correlation with what you're doing with your body. And of course, the next one that is really great is measuring your body fat percentage. Again, this is kind of a number a lot of people don't like to look at, but your body fat percentage is really important for your health because once we get past a certain level of fat, now your body has to start storing fat deeply within your, your body uh, around your organs and tissues. And it just makes everything more difficult to operate. So let me tell you what a good body fat percentage is. So the, for the average woman, older woman, no, we're not talking about teenagers or, you know, maybe, eh, maybe even 20 somethings, you want your body fat to be a healthy level at around 25%. All right. So anywhere 20 is really lean, 25 to 27% is a good healthy look. That's where you can see a little definition. You can see some lines and curves. You don't look muscular or anything like that, but you look like you're fit and you work out. When you start going to 30%, that's a little bit more average person who doesn't really do too much, but they're not unhealthy. When you go into over 30, then you start getting a little bit more unhealthy and you're a little bit considered over fat. Now, yeah, a lot of Americans are considered over fat. Believe it or not, right now I'm at 33% body fat, which sometimes you can't see, but when I take off my clothes and I look at my thighs and I see all that that uh, cottage cheese hanging there, that's where I go, oh yeah, that's where all that extra fat is. So you might not see it in some areas of body, but you'll see it in other areas. And so that's why I'm working to get under 30% body fat. I've come down from 35 in the last, you know, within the last year. And so now I'm heading down there slowly but surely because I don't want to do anything extreme. And if you want to do something extreme, you can get your body fat down 1% a week. But that's a whole nother story. And then if you're 35% and over, now we're considering you obese. And that obese nomenclature is there because now you're at an unhealthy weight and it's going to start affecting your health. And you start going into the, you know, 40% and all that you're, you need to see a doctor and do something right away or else your considerable quality of life is going to continue to go down and go down and go down. But anyway, so I'm going to put out a uh, body, fart, body fat chart on my website that you can access if you want to see what those numbers are. You can just look it up on Google, body fat percentages chart. You'll see it right there. Most body fat measurements, if you go to a gym or some other studio and they do the one where you hold your hands or Anything aside from being in a laboratory is going to have a margin of three to three percent up or down. So if it reaches, if it says thirty-three percent, you could be thirty percent. If it says thirty-three percent, you could be thirty-six percent. But basically, you just want to look at a number that's consistent and to change over time. Well, it looks like I am running out of time here. I just wanted to talk to you about making sure that you take your measurements, you get on that scale, you take your tape measurement, and don't look at it as bad information. It's all just knowledge. It's feedback. You need that feedback if you want to make change. And if you want to ignore your death sentence, go right ahead. But if you really want to make change with anything that's valuable, make sure you measure what matters. You wouldn't not go to the store and buy something and not count your change, would you? No, because your change is important. You measure what matters. So if you want to lose weight, 
get your body fat down, measure it on a regular basis so that you can make the necessary change and adjustment that's required. Okay, well, this has been Delcina with Keeping It Fit for Life. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to seeing or hearing from you on the next podcast. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening. I really appreciate your support. For more information on this podcast or any podcast, you can go to my Instagram at Fit for Life PTLLC or Twitter at Delcina W, or you can call me and leave a message at 254 647 7007. And remember, all this information is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to speak with your private physician, PCM, when it comes to making any types of changes to your nutrition, your health, and your fitness. And again, this has been Delcina is keeping it fit for life. Bye-bye.